0: Welcome to the Dairy Brothers Guardians Cast, your best podcast spot for all things Cleveland Guardians baseball. Presented by waitingfornextyear.com. Follow Matt on Twitter at DairySpeaks and Todd at TDGuardiansKU. The Dairy Brothers Guardians Cast is on the air
1: we got playoff baseball coming up this week, everybody. Another episode of the Dairy Brothers Guardians cast from the Evergreen Podcast Network and waiting for next year. What's going on, everybody? Matt Dairy with you. Todd Dairy with me. It is the Derry Brothers. We're getting ready for a, a big-time week of baseball, Todd, Friday, Saturday, Sunday at uh, Progressive Field. Remember the old days when we used to call it Regressive Field? <laughs>
0: that was a good bit. That was right
1: But we're we're back and ready to go. Three more games in the regular season. The guys are still playing hard. The roster looks weird right now, yet it may look this way. We're going to get into that uh, by Friday, but still don't know if it's going to be Seattle or Tampa Bay. The uh, Mariners have a a one-and-a-half game lead over the Rays with uh, four to play for Seattle, three to play for the Rays, because Seattle has a doubleheader this week, but... I think it's going to be Tampa, but you never know. I, I know my buddy Softy that works at KJR in Seattle. He keeps telling the Mariners to lose because he thinks it'll be an easier path for them to play the Guardians and then the Yankees. So we'll see what happens.
0: Oh, if I were if I were a Seattle fan, I would much rather go into the that than have to play. Toronto, it, who would you rather play? If you, if you had your right. choice and it was, of course you don't want to play Toronto first and then Houston, who's better than the Yankees. So yeah, they, it would behoove them to, to lose, but I don't, you can't tell players to do that. You know what I mean? These guys aren't wired that way. These guys are wired to, we can beat anybody at any time, bring on the best. We don't want the easiest path. So, uh, right now as it stands, the, there, the, the, there's the one game difference in the loss column. Seattle's up one in the loss column, uh, but they they have to play four games in the next three days against the unnamed team at home. They have a doubleheader, I believe.
1: Unnamed, unnamed's playing some good pill right now. Yeah. yeah, all
0: right. When it doesn't matter. When it doesn't <laughs> matter. How about that for a theory? Um, but yeah, and then um, uh, Tampa has to go to Boston for three. Now, as I have been saying on this podcast and to you and the executive producer over text for weeks, I prefer to play Tampa. After we just played Tampa here uh, this week, took two of three. You saw that Tampa offense. We looked. We talked about this. Look up and down that lineup. Then look up and down Seattle's lineup. You tell me who you'd rather face.
1: Which I was reading. I was reading an article, and by the way, we're brought to you by the Center for Advanced Dentistry and Breaking Tea T-shirts at BreakingT.com/slash dairy. Um, I was reading an article the other day, and it was talking about how the Rays Kevin Cash is resting, and this is the exact quote in the article: "Their best hitter, Yandy Diaz." That's that was in the in the piece. It was like, and the Rays keep resting cuz he's got a sore shoulder. Yandi Diaz their best hitter. I'm like, their best hitter is Yandi? Not Yandi Diaz does have the highest OPS on their team, but that's their best hitter? Okay, that's interesting.
0: Well, that was interesting. Um nah. listen, listen, I, he didn't play much in the series here, but I just you know you look at that line Wander Franco was you know the number one prospect. Oh, in he's, he's he's
1: awesome. Hurt. He's yeah, good. He's
0: awesome. He was hurt half the year, so his you know if the lay baseball fan doesn't looks at his stats and you're like oh this guy you know who is he? He's young, you know whatever. The guy's a beast. He scares me. Rosarena has been great in October in the last couple of years. You know he came out of nowhere two years ago and was was awesome, but but uh, you know other than that like I, I look at that lineup and and and. You know, just look at Seattle. Cal Raleigh, their catcher, has how many homers? Twenty?
1: Twenty-seven. 20, He's a monster. Twenty-seven. He's monster. awesome.
0: We, we never get Haniger out. You know, I know Suarez is hurt right now, but he'll be back. Julio Rodriguez is a beast. He's going to win American League Rookie of the Year, even though Stephen
1: Kwanis yeah. are. So, and he comes back tonight.
0: Yeah. I mean, they, they, they pitch better. Their, their bullpen is really good. They have three, you know, really good starters that we would have to face I, I just Tampa to me. I mean, nobody in that lineup. I, you know, we're not going to be. We're not worrying about. A, oh, here comes the top of the order again. Because again, Yandy Diaz and 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 I mean, yeah, Yandy's good. I like Yandy. Harold Ramirez is hitting cleanup on that team. Big Harold, <laughs> <Dear> boy.
1: <laughs> oh my God, that would be that would be Matt Underwood's dream to play the Rays.
0: Although I do think, and I, I do think it would be fun, and I, I know they won't line it up this way, and you'll talk about this, but I do think it would be fun if Kluber started one of those games.
1: Yeah, no, he, he is, he is. Would let's tease it. We will give you the matchups yeah. for for regardless because I'm looking at how they're lining things up. Um, so it, it, he would be there, which would be interesting, certainly to have him pitching in the playoffs again at, at Progressive Field, but. Like you said, I mean, it's it's actually two back in the loss column. Seattle's lost seventy one, and Tampa's lost seventy three. Um, oh, it is two back. It is two, okay. but with three, okay. but so it appears it's, it's really likely going to be the Rays. But they you tie if they tie, though. Right. Seattle has Tampa's, the tiebreaker. No, Tampa. Has or Tampa has a tiebreaker because Tampa went five and two this year against the Mariners head to head. That's yes. correct. Okay. Yep. So. We'll see what happens, but I mean, what's crazy to even look at in the standings is to see that Cleveland uh man look at Cleveland. Um,
0: getting used to Belovich's system and uh, yeah,
1: plays a football That's right, but uh, we won 90 games, Todd 90, 90.
0: You mean when I said last week, if they go ten and five, they get to ninety, and that's what they're going to do, and they're already there
1: with three games left. <laughs> oh my God! Even when they look like they're mailing it in in some of these games against the Royals and even the Rays, to an extent, they somehow come back and win. It's wild. It's absolutely crazy.
0: I mean, they it, what a run! What a run! God, this team is just really—they are something else. I will say, they are something else. Who they're- would you? Who would you rather face?
1: Tampa, I think I've decided. I mean, just looking at it, I think that uh, like you said the Mariner lineup is just loaded and we struggle with them during the regular season. Not that that means anything, but um, Seattle, Seattle is more scary to me. I'm with you on that.
0: You know. You know, you know what's crazy is after they you know, you look back and September 4th, they got it was the last game but that 2 and 8 stretch they got swept by Seattle. And they looked so terrible. And then you know you had that one bad loss in Kansas City where Class A Blue is first save since May. And you know from the beginning of that Kansas City series, which started, I said, you know, on September fifth to today, here we are on October third. They rattled off twenty one of twenty five. Yeah,
1: twenty one and one, I mean, twenty one and four stretches. <laughs> Remarkable, especially when Todd. Let's be honest; they're not. They didn't just add some veteran bat or brought up somebody off the DL or the injured list. They just keep adding kids. I mean, this is nuts. Arias is playing. Will Brennan, Willie Two Bags, he's playing every day. Uh, and now Bo Naylor's playing. It's like this is the Columbus Clippers lineup, and it just keeps winning.
0: I, lo- I love, you know, we can we can talk about the, the, you know, it's a good segue into the promotion of Bo Naylor. I think it's a really smart move. It also shows a, you know, and we've seen this all year, but a different approach with this front office in this season, because I don't think you and I thought that he would ever come up at any point this season. I We, we just figured, you know, I also don't think that you and I, well, in fact, I know because we discussed it. I, I had us at 75 wins. So, you know, but you're getting Bo Naylor up here now, giving him a little taste. And when you get to that playoff roster, you know, it, be, it, The way the Indians – and you almost just said the Indians – with the way the Guardians catchers have hit all year long, carrying three catchers so you can have extra pinch hitting opportunities because as you – have, is is, is a must because as we've seen in every one of these close games for the last two months – he pinch hits for Hedges and mainly every single time in the seventh or eighth inning. Those guys are both. I I would love to go back and actually look at every single box score of the last month and see how many times both catchers appeared in the in the same game. Because I bet it oh, it's at a least lot. 75 percent of the time it's happening. And you know,
1: and because Ernie Clement is gone, I don't think there's an emergency catcher on the team.
0: Who is- said uh, there was a? I want to say. That, uh, who was it that said that they were the emergency catcher oh it was you know and he got sent down it was freeman and he just got sent down and they said he caught in little league <laughs> so he was the emergency catcher but now he's gone so you know he's not gone he's he's been sent down but uh, uh yeah i mean with the with the way that that you play you know these close games in october and you don't want it coming down to Here we are in the bottom of the you know bottom of the eighth, trailing by one, two outs, bases loaded, and here's Luke Maylie, or here's Hedges, you know, and and you know that you have Bo Naylor in reserve, and you can send up another pinch hitter or even Bo himself to pinch hit because you know he's had a terrific year uh, in the minors. So I think it was a smart move. I was very surprised by it. When, when and and there was another move I was surprised by, but. It was great to see him this weekend. I love that he's wearing number forty-four, doubling up his brother's number, and it's just—it's just a cool story all the way around. No, he's he going to be your catcher. Ever. He's going to be on this team next year.
1: i, I would think so. I mean, you know, they're—they're they're obviously Austin Hedges is a free agent, and while I want to, so's, while so's I want, to, while I want to extend Hedges and keep him because he's such a great leader and it's a lot of fun, they—they they love pitching to him. Maybe they will keep him. Maybe he'll stay for less. I don't know. But you've got to see what you have in Naylor now. You might as well. These games don't mean anything. They've been playing exhibition games now for the last handful, going back to the Tampa series this week, which has been nice, clinching early, and you get that opportunity. Question is, when you watch Naylor the next three days, if he plays a lot, does he belong? Is he ready to do this? Because, again, with, with injuries and what could happen, I mean, you know, catchers get, get beat up back there. What happens, you're right, if, if one of those guys goes down or, or gets hurt during the series, Naylor's got to be up on the 40-man to begin with because you've got to be able to elevate him. So this was kind of Drink. a smart move, um, Mr. 40-man, Todd Derry. But um, Drake, <laughs> <laughs> you had to do it. And Tyler Freeman, I, I don't know. I, Freeman or Arias for the playoffs, I'm sure we'll get into it. But I liked Tyler Freeman. I like Gabe too, but Arias makes an error a certain national uh, broadcaster texts me all the time every time Arias makes an error. Wouldn't you rather have Freeman for the playoffs?
0: Well, here, I would rather have Freeman for the playoffs because I, I, I like his high contact. You know, Arias strikes out more than than Freeman does. He's not, he's not nearly as a contact-driven, uh, but I think, you know, I've been going over and f- trying to figure out the playoff roster. I think there's Room for both of them in this first Round to be honest with you I, th- I think That there is if just it kind of depends On how many relievers you want to keep for this But but You know Freeman's a better fit from a Offensive standpoint defensively Though Arias has played a lot of First base uh, since they sent Him back you know, remember all of a sudden We looked up and and you and I were And the executive producer every day we're looking at those Columbus lineups and it's like Gabe is playing first base Gabe is Playing left field you know Freeman hasn't played the outfield. Freeman hasn't played in the corner. And I think the Will Brennan ascension has kind of given it, you know, uh, you, you don't need to have all three of those guys, I guess. And Will Brennan has made his way. Basically, he's oh. a starter.
1: Oh, he's oh, he's the man now. He's he's playing. He should be, he's playing.
0: That's what I'm saying. Like, game one, I expect to see him either DH or right field, depending on, you know, if you want to play Oscar in the outfield or you want to DH Oscar. But, Freeman, uh, against right-handed pitching, Brennan's got to be in that lineup, right? He has to be. So
1: Yes, yes.
0: I, j- I just, the guy I wouldn't keep is Will Benson. I'd rather have Freeman than Will Benson. I know that, you know, if Straw gets hurt or something, or you need a center field, you need, or, or you need, you know, a defensive replacement, you're going to go to Benson. And Benson, you know, he, he can run. Um, but he still has not shown he can hit at the major league level. No. Freeman, no, I believe. Whereas Freeman and Brennan both have Arias to a point, but I think when they sent Freeman down to the minors, that was kind of a tell that Arius playing the outfield and playing first base makes him more valuable to a playoff roster than Freeman does. Knowing that you know you have a, you, you got Arias who can play short in a pinch, you got. You know, you're not in a pinch. He, he can play short. He's a shortstop. He can play third. He can play first. Andres can play short. If something happened to a med, you know, you, you got enough guys. I don't think you need two utility infielders. So I think Freeman's. Judging by reading the TVs, I think Freeman's going to be the odd man out. When I believe it probably should be Benson.
1: Yeah, I mean, if you're considering backup outfielders for the playoff roster, I mean, you've got Quan Straw, Oscar. Brennan, and who am I, who am I forgetting? It's,
0: it's, well, it's Benson. That's it. That's, that's,
1: that's it. The,
0: those are the five main outfielders. I mean, yes, in a, if you really had to, Arias played left field. So
1: Yeah, he, but I don't want him in the, in the outfield in the playoffs. Are you crazy? He's, 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 well, no he's He doesn't know what he's doing well, out there. That,
0: that's the reason why Benson gets kept over Friedman, in my opinion.
1: I mean, the way Quan you know? and Straw play and how they – sacrifice their bodies you've got to have another outfielder just in case knock on wood
0: you do yeah, yeah. i i again I, I i put it out you know i i put the roster together and the way i had it was what one, one of these three guys weren't going to make it and so i, I had three starters this is just for the well
1: AAL. explain to everybody there's 26 guys 26 yes, guys
0: thank you you can only keep 26 guys And it's a minimum of, I'm sorry, maximum 13 pitchers can be kept. So you can't keep more than 13 pitchers. So I have, you know, three starters, obviously, deeper, McKenzie, and Quantrill, because you're not going to, you know, if Savali will not be on the playoff roster for the ALDS because he's starting Wednesday, which is the last game of the regular season. And then, you know, it's a three-game series, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. And should they move on? The next series starts on Tuesday, so you can't just line these guys back up. Savali's going to have to pitch game one. So you don't need to, Savali will be not on the playoff roster. So the way I look at it is you got those three starters with three. I have nine relievers, Class A 99, Stefan Sandlin, D.Lo Santos, Eli Morgan, Big Sam from the left side. And then I have Plesek as a long man. And I kept Cody Morris. Yeah,
1: no, Cody. My yeah. last guy. Yeah, he's on, He's there. He,
0: he he looked really good out of the pen the other yeah. night for yeah. the two innings he pitched. So that's nine. So that's twelve. I have twelve pitchers and fourteen position players. Jose Ramirez, Ahmed Jimenez, Josh Naylor, Miller Arias on the infield. Benin, Benin, Brennan, Stephen Kwan, Straw. O.G. and Benson, five outfielders, and then I kept three catchers, Hedges, Maley, and Naylor, and that would leave Freeman out as the next man in, essentially.
1: What about Kirk McCarty? Like,
0: you know, I, I it really it comes down to do you want to keep McCarty or Pleasak as the long band? I think that's one of those you look at, you know, who are you playing and who do you think you would need more? Who here, here's a great question for you. Who do you trust more today to enter a playoff game and eat up innings, Zach Plesac or Kirk McCarty?
1: Probably McCarty. Um, Plesac's never done that role, and he was terrible the other night, and he's coming off the injured list, and you're talking about trust? I mean, that's terrible for me to say. I mean, Zach Plesac is a big league starter. Kirk McCarty's been DFA'd 50 times, but right here, right now, McCarty's pitched better out of the pan, and he's... Kind of gives a different look. I don't know. Am I crazy to say that?
0: My answer was also going to be McCarthy the exact same reason for the exact same reason that you're giving, which is he's done this role for a couple you know basically now for six to eight weeks he's been up and when they need him to go in and give three or four innings, he's been able to do it. You know I, we have no idea if police act can get himself together you know that quickly. He's never pitched out of the pen just like you said. I mean everything I was going to say, you you stole my thunder. Worst term ever. Thanks for the call. Uh, yeah, but but you're you're exactly
1: right. I, I think that's that's the reason. Uh, so, but I don't I don't, th- I don't think do they'll do it. I I think that they'll. I don't either. <laughs> Although you said Savali would sort of sit and wait in the wings, and if they go three games in the first round, then he would have to pitch game one. Um, I mean, they
0: have to pitch game one pretty much unless they sweep, and then Cal doesn't pitch.
1: Right. Right, because Cal would pitch game one if somehow we won two games Friday and Saturday and didn't even need Sunday. Exactly. Which, which by the way, if you go online and look, Friday and Saturday, they've done a great job of selling tickets um, mm-hmm. at Progressive Field for the first two games. Game three on Sunday, there's a lot of tickets left. A lot. Well,
0: you know, you know why, don't you? Oh God! Because the clowns are playing against the Chargers at the at, at one o'clock on Sunday. Oh boy! So A lot of those people that would buy those tickets are already giving their money to Jailbird Jimmy. So <laughs>
1: <laughs> by by the way, um, who is that CFL running? or oh, the kid was from Ball State, the running back that was destroying the Browns yesterday. Huntley, yeah, K, Caleb Huntley or whatever. Yeah, that was uh, that was interesting. Um, I was going to say something, I don't even remember what I. Oh. With the Mets now g- uh, choking away the division, you know they're going to be in prime time of during, during the wild card. They're going to be playing that eight o'clock window.
0: Well, listen, it, it's pretty obvious. If we're playing Tampa, you can lock it into being the 1 o'clock time spots because Tampa versus Cleveland is not exactly uh, a, a big television draw. No, that will be a day, that 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 has one o'clock Tampa. Tampa, Cleveland has one o'clock Friday, one o'clock Saturday written all over it. If we, if if it is Cleveland, Seattle, it'll be four o'clock because this is, you know, just guessing because you're not going to have a West Coast
1: team playing a one o'clock start. Right, time, Seattle, right? You know? Seattle would be playing In at Seattle, four. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Because yeah. Tampa, if it was Tampa versus Toronto, they could put that one at one o'clock. And
1: San Diego, you, San Diego's involved too.
0: Exactly. Yeah, that's right. That's right. So, I, you know, yet yet another reason I would like it to be uh, uh, Tampa for personal reasons, as you know, I I would really wouldn't mind having a little one o'clock start time for those first two games, but uh, we shall see. But you're right, the Mets the Mets gagging. Uh, you can I, you know what? For the most part, I think even if the Mets come back and win, the Braves will still be in prime time because the Braves are still a pretty big national brand. Uh, franchise. I mean, they're like you know, they're the team of the
1: South, essentially. Yeah, it's. I mean, I think the Braves are winning that division. What about the uh, the brand? The you mentioned the brand. There you go. He's a uh, he's a P
0: one listener. <laughs> Absolutely. Um. All
1: right, Matt and Todd, with you Dairy Brothers Guardians cast. Uh, what would the matchups look like? And also, we got to get to the biggest uh, DFA in the history of this organization. Uh, we got to get into that. We'll do that coming up next, but uh, breakingt.com, Folks, it's Monday morning. It's a beautiful week. We got playoff baseball coming to Progressive Field. Don't you want to be geared up and wearing some sweet T-shirts to the games, the Guardiac kids, in Tito, We Trust, Captain Clutch, Andres Jimenez, all the Jose Ramirez shirts, the Josh Naylor, all the smoke is the best one. Get them, line up and go. Breakingtea.com slash DERY, D E R Y, takes you right to the Cleveland collection. Heck, uh, your boys from Berea, they're two and two. All right. Yeah, yesterday wasn't great, but if you want that Nick Chubb shirt, you can go to Breakingtea.com slash Derry, D E R Y, takes you right to the Cleveland collection. Like I said, get yourself some gear, get every all your favorite players are represented here at BreakingTea.com. We also got to thank Dr. Ben Hornstein and the Center for Advanced Dentistry, uh, CFAD.net. You know, Dr. Ben is uh, fired up for playoff baseball as well, you know. And Todd, this is crazy. Brian Shaw got released. (laughs) Like, (laughs) That was a stunner the other night. Like, wait a minute, what? Like, they really did it? But they did. And you could tell Tito was like getting choked up, talking about it pregame. And he talked about how Cherney and, and, and Chris and everybody was in the room and Brian took it well, and they want him back in the organization. They, they think he, if he clears all this, he'll come back. I don't know if he'll be named a coach or a special assistant. I don't know what they're going to do with him, but they want him around. But to actually pull the trigger and designate him for assignment to make a roster move and to move Bo Naylor in and everything else was pretty was pretty ballsy,
0: I thought. You know, they have a 40-man crunch drink uh the i still i still come back to the fact that i can't believe that they got rid of ernie and shaw in back-to-back weeks like tito's two favorites
1: popular popular guys with the team for sure
0: yeah yeah well here it it comes down to this the 40-man spots are so tight and there is absolutely nobody else to dfa you still have to look up and go okay If you're Chernoff and Antonetti and Tito and you say, let's be realistic here. Shaw's not going to be on the playoff roster. He's basically not a major league pitcher at this time. He's only used in mop up. No one is going to claim him in the next three days. It's, you know, for the last three games of the season, it's a 10 day period of claiming, right? No one's going to claim him. And so he'll be a free agent they can bring him back next year he can hang he can stay in cleveland hang out with the team and essentially like you said be kind of a little player coach and and whatever however they want to handle it and it'll be fine so let's have a converse an open conversation with him this is someone that we know we love we trust and i'm sure he'll act professionally about it so this is the move they had to make i mean you you look at that 40 man roster right now and you tell me who else would go the next, per- I mean, who 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 could you get rid of now and say this isn't going to affect us? This person's not going to be on the playoff roster or a part of our future. And the, the only other person I could think of would be McCarty, but we just had a
1: conversation of should he be on the playoff roster? Right, he's pitched. He's <laughs> pitched better than Shaw, and he's been valuable, and he's you know a lefty. I mean, you mentioned like like Carlos Vargas. Like you don't want to get rid of him. He has no chance of pitching in the playoffs, but you don't want to. <laughs>
0: Yeah, but, but, but lose, the
1: guy, lose him. <laughs> right. He'd be claimed in a minute. Per
0: hour is going to be a future piece in the pen. Right. You know, the other minor leaguers on there, you're certainly not getting rid of George Valera or John Kenzie Noel or Jose Tania or or uh, uh, Rocchio. Those guys are all part of the future. So they're not options. No one can go on the 60 day DL because we have no one on, on the disabled or the IL. Sorry. We have nobody on, on the IL left to move. Uh, they already didn't they? You know, Ghost is on the 60, sixty. Yeah,
1: he's been there for a while. Yep,
0: yep. Yeah, so so you have no other move to make. This was it. So they had to do it. And you know what? Props to props to them for pulling the trigger and actually going through and doing the right thing yet again in a season where they have done the right thing over and over and over again with this roster.
1: It's it's great. It is, and and, 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 and Tito loves Tito loves veterans and. I mean, you know, the jokes and the memes on Twitter about Terry Francona and Brian Shaw go back years. You know, I mean, this guy's been around, you know, he was obviously a, a part of the World Series team in 16 and obviously took the L in the biggest game and all that this stuff, but he's come back numerous times and he just, he keeps coming back. And he earned a pretty fat contract for him, getting paid $3 million guaranteed this year. And there were, there were games he actually pitched pretty well. There were, there were times he came in and did all right. And then there are other times he just blew up. But you looked at it and went, all right, if we need to add Bo Naylor to the 40 man and we need to get him up here now, just in case of any catching injury, and we got to see what we have, this was the only option. There's nothing else you could do <laughs> yep. to add him. No, so this was the right move.
0: Absolutely.
1: They just, to go through good. with it is another story. Yeah.
0: And he, he again, had some. Good high leverage moments. He was terrible in low leverage moments, which is the irony of the whole thing. But you know, he, he pitched in sixty games. I mean, he—I'm not saying he was valuable by any means, but he—he he served this purpose. He was—he—he he was what he was. Uh, you know, it gave us a lot of talking points this year of how I can't believe this guy's still around and whatever. But but you know, he gave he gave many many good seasons here. And uh, uh, listen, everyone likes him. He was valuable in terms of being a a. a Veteran presence that these young bullpen guys could lean on, and so you know they'll keep him around. I'm sure he stays in Cleveland. I'm sure he will be inside that clubhouse, being a part of the team. You know they'll 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 make something work, but there was no other move to make. So he gone
1: crazy, crazy. But it's funny because I thought the the Guardians fans on social media were actually pretty good about it. It wasn't like a piling on session because. You're right. So many of the young players made the point of saying, we learned from him. He was, you know, he's 34. That's ancient on this roster. Ancient. So, he did play his role well, and I mean, there were a couple of games coming, you know, late in the year, 12, 13 innings, and Classe had already pitched, and James had already pitched, and Stefan had already pitched, and it's like, wait a minute, who do who do we have left? Oh, here comes Shaw for the save. You know? And he did it. And then there were other games where it was 10-2, to and he came in and all of a sudden. It was ten to five, so yeah. um, it's a good problem to have when you've got that kind of depth. Guys in the bullpen are doing well that you don't have to rely on him, and uh, they don't anymore. But you're right. Yeah. If he if he can be hanging around, I don't know how that works. Um, <laughs> great because he can. Robert, he, I'm sure I'm sure he's like literally probably still showing up every
0: day and being in the clubhouse. And yeah, whether they make him a coach or they just give him a pat, you know, I'm I'm sure there are ways around it. You know. If, if Tito says, I want to keep this guy around in terms of being a presence, then he'll be there, assuming he wants to. Meanwhile, with eliminating Shaw from the roster, you only have now, you have three guys who are uh over 30. Maley's 31, Hedges is 30, and
1: J-Ram just turned 30, like last week. 30, or so. 30 on up?
0: Thirty up, That's right. uh, so so there you go. It's pretty amazing how young this. You know, you look at every one of these ages on the team, and it's like the outfielders: Benson's twenty four, Brennan's twenty four, Oscar's twenty four, Kwan's twenty five, Straw's twenty seven. You know, Ahmed's twenty six, Naylor's twenty five, Owens twenty five, Andres is 20, 24, Arias is twenty two. I mean, it, it's unreal how how young and talented this team is, and we said this. You know, before I'll say it again, we have arrived early, and this is year one of a really big window. So let, let's do this, baby. Let's let let's get into those into those uh, potential pitching matchups. Let's break it down, dog. No, I want to
1: I want to ta- talk baby. about it. I want to talk about the windows closing. You remember that bit? <laughs> uh,
0: never closes in my never closes in my home. No, that's, that's that, I'm,
1: I'm with you on that, hundred percent. Um, All right. So if they were to play the Rays, all right, so Tampa Bay would come in, let's say, Friday. Let's say it would be Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Two out of three at progressive field. That's how the wild card goes. Um, You'd have Bieber and McClanahan in game one, the two Shanes, the lefty and the righty. You'd have McKenzie against Kluber in game two on Saturday, and then you would have. Quantrill against Tyler Glass now on Sunday. Now Glassnow is just coming back. He hasn't really been. He's only pitched, yeah, I think, against us, and he, then he wants, pitches. He pitches he tonight. Wants. He pitches tonight at, at Fenway. He, but he only went four innings the last time. He's just coming off the injured list. But those, that's how the Rays have it lined up right now. Is McClanahan, Kluber, and Glassnow. Interesting. No, I, yeah, and and. You know, I think
0: the glass thing is kind of up for grabs because they don't know what they're getting out of him at this point. You know, I mean, today he could go two innings and be terrible. We have we have no idea. The other options would be. That Jeffrey Springs kid who we saw and
1: springer uh, break
0: and drew Rasmussen.
1: Correct. Who nearly so. didn't he almost throw a no hitter this year? Or did he throw a no hitter?
0: I think he had a perfect game going into the eighth. I think that's right. Someone yeah, he may have been unnamed actually, um, but I'm, I'm not quite sure. But, but with the way that, um, Kevin Cash goes with the, with, you know, with their pitching staff
1: and, and, and so anything so goes starting, yeah, anything, any, goes. anything
0: goes. Right. I mean, obviously, you know, you got, um, McClanahan who was the starter in the all-star game and who's, you know, They'll probably have more of a leash, but he was also coming off the injured list. If, if I'm correct, he's he's just came off the injured list and pitched Saturday for the first time in a while.
1: So he went six innings you know, though. So he's
0: okay, but he's a, he's a stud. Yeah. he's a stud. I'm,
1: we beat him earlier this year at the Trop with uh, what's his name, uh, Alex Cole, having some good at bats. Remember that game? It was the most most earned runs that he has given up
0: in any game in his career was in that game against us. So he he was injured uh, at the beginning of this month. He's made This will be his fourth start. He, he went five innings against Toronto, four against Houston, five against Toronto and, and another five against Houston. So um, he'll be ready for game one for sure. He's, I mean, you can lock him into game one. That's, that's happening. We, we played, uh, we, we faced him on July 31st. We got him for five earned runs and seven hits three walks, four strikeouts, and four and a third in a 5-3 win.
1: So there you go. And then so if we play Seattle, it lines up this way for right now. That would be game one would be Bieber against Logan Gilbert. Uh, So that would be brought to to you by Quicken Loans. And then uh, Luis Castillo in game two against McKenzie. And then it would be Quantrill and Robbie Ray in game three.
0: Yeah, that, I mean, you tell me when I do the pitchers we just talked about for each team, who would you rather face? I don't think it's that difficult to figure it out.
1: No, no, <laughs> and um, you, you, not not that you're taking anything away from what the Rays have. Kluber Kluber no, can come in and junk not. it up, and, and and we couldn't and we could whiff it whiff all over the place. I mean, you never know. Corey's still serviceable, plus,
0: and he knows how to pitch in October, and nothing's going to rattle him either.
1: Uh, except extra Fowler. As, <laughs> Never mind. Come on,
0: that guy was—he was running on fumes. Let's let's. I get a pitch one to 4 I'm minutes. not bitter. Come I'm on. not bitter. No, me neither. Not at all.
1: <laughs> Nightmares about that. Night man, Nightmare is about that uh, idiot in the front row every day.
0: Do you remember? Oh God. As I leaped into your arms and wrapped my legs around you. When Rajay hit the homer, do you remember those two guys who jumped over the front row yes. to get in the dude's face? Oh, yeah. That was, oh, yeah. Unreal. That was, was a vicious. That me.
1: was a vicious, toxic environment from the get-go. It was horrible. You, was horrible. I've never seen you that way. I had to be the calming influence of the entire section. I mean, the woman behind <laughs> us and then the, 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 the oh, arguing. The little
0: kids. Oh, my God. And
1: then the guy in front of yeah, me. And the I... guy to my left and me were holding it down. The Cubs fan yeah, next Cubs to me fan. and me yeah. were holding the. Because he even was saying, God, our fans are acting like idiots. And I'm like, yeah, so are ours, including the guy to my right, my own brother. <laughs> we were holding it I down. Was,
0: I was only at here. I you, was only here. But you were, you, were so yeah, you
1: were just triggered. You were just so triggered. You were just triggered. You weren't starting I, I, it. Yeah, you didn't start anything. I, I,
0: I actually just told someone the story last oh, week was about just... the that family. No, the family behind us. It was like the guy with the wife who was way too good looking for him and his two little kids. Yes, and and we were standing. Like everyone in the stadium is standing the whole game. And the, the woman's like, "Can you please sit? My kids can't see." And I was like. <laughs> Lady, I sat here 55 fucking times this year. This is my stadium. If I'm going to want to stand, I'm going to fucking stand. I'm sorry your kids can't see. Hey, but- and the husband, was like, the husband was like backing me on it.
1: That I know, I know. Speaking of that, do you, and you told me this. Now at Browns games, everybody just stands the whole game? What's that?
0: Well, the Steeler game, I did not sit for one single play. What? It,
1: this isn't college.
0: It's annoying. I, I'm... I'm I don't have enough time to get into. This. I know. and then for another podcast. But long story short, you know how I feel. I'm I, 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 I'm done with that in game experience.
1: I just remember. It's- I just remember ninety five. We're playing the Mariners, and the series opened at the Kingdome. It comes oh, back. So it comes back home. Fans. So the, at the Kingdome, every time there was a two strike count, they stood. The whole the whole the, the first two games, the Walcott game, and then the second game. And so it comes back home to, to, at the time, Jacobs Field. And I remember they got to two strikes in the first inning, and everybody started standing up, and Dad was freaking out. We are not Seattle. Sit down. Because you don't, you don't need to stand up in the first inning with two strikes on the first batter. And so it, it settled down, but I just remember that. It was almost like we were trying to uh, emulate what was going on at the kingdom And it's like, you don't, it's not needed. It's not. You, you, know? would,
0: have, you, you would have loved uh, if the home over... Opener- Uncle Kenny yelling down in front at these people like, all game <laughs> long because Aunt Linda couldn't could see. It was, it was really funny. <laughs> he wasn't having
1: it. Oh, my God. That's so good. That is so good. Listen,
0: the, guy's 80, the guy's 82 years old. He doesn't need to stand for a whole
1: football game. No, this isn't college, you know. You're not in the student section at college. I'm going in a couple of weeks to uh, uh, Indiana, Maryland. I mean, it's, you know. Big Ten, you know, ratty Big Ten ball um, uh, outside of the top two what? teams. Big two, little, whatever. Big two, little eight is now back. But um, but I'm going to make sure I sit high up. My my son will be fine yeah. being with us. So he's like, oh, you want to go in the student section? No. That means I have to stand the whole time. Are you crazy? Yeah. I'm, I'm 49. Stand. I want to sit and chill. Yeah, I'll get excited for big I'm plays.
0: Man. I'm 40. <laughs> in, the, in the In the meantime. There is only uh, – Saturday is a gigantic day. Not only is it the Klein Mitzvah, not only is it Guardians playoff game two action, but my alma mater, the Kansas Jayhawks, playing their first game as a ranked team since 2009, got college game day to come to Lawrence, baby. How
1: about that? How about that? There's only like five uh, D1 schools now that have never hosted college game day for football. Syracuse is on that list, but – Kansas now is off the list. That's exciting.
0: That's right. We were the only ones left in the big in the Big Twelve that hadn't hosted it either, which is pretty funny.
1: How about that? That's awesome. Mm-hmm. Jayhawk football.
0: So yeah, that's right. Let's do this. But let's here. We're here to talk Guardians.
1: We're done. Think, uh, this is it.
0: We are done. We got three games left. Let's let's bubble wrap all the good. You know, let's make sure no one gets hurt. And, uh, you know, let's see a lot of the Gabriel Arias this week and a lot of Will, ben, will Brennan and Will Benson, uh, and, and Bo Naylor. Let's, 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 let's just, again, stay healthy, get ready. And, uh, Friday, whenever the game is, will be an electric atmosphere and you can bet your ass I will be right there going crazy as I always do. And, uh, I can't wait. I can't wait.
1: It's exciting. The Guardians are AL Central champs. We talked about that last week. 90 wins, three games to go this week against uh, Kansas City. I didn't even go through the pitching matchups because who really cares? Um, <laughs> they're lining it up to have Bieber pitch Friday, McKenzie Saturday, and Quantrill on Sunday. It's uh, This is such a likable group. I hope, I hope the crowds are great, and I hope that they can uh, survive in advance and get a shot at the Yankees. Why not?
0: Hey, look, I mean, the the fact that they sold a ton of tickets, I mean, you know, we just talked to the executive producer, like his his family who uh, not, you know, we got P1 Listener Meister is a big, big fan, but the rest of them, you know, they're all going, they, you know, they, they got their playoff tickets. So, you know, let's hope that there are more people out there that are watching a lot of games and paying attention. And now that it's playoff time, they're actually going to show up. So. You know, there's nothing better than that stadium in, in, when it's, when it's, when it's, when rocking.
1: it's going. Oh yeah. Nothing.
0: It's, it's just the best. I don't have to tell you cause you've been there with me many, many times and, uh, hopefully later rounds. I'll see you again in person. <laughs>
1: yeah. Well, what's, uh, you know, scheduling is always crazy, but we'll see. I'm, uh, I'm just I'm just excited for this weekend. All right, that'll do it. Dairy Brothers Guardians cast previewing the playoffs. We'll be back next week um, to get uh, to recap. Hopefully, a series win and previewing the Yankees. Knock on wood. But uh, for Todd, it's Matt Dairy Brothers Guardians cast from the Evergreen Podcast Network, WaitingForNextYear.com. Brought to you by the Center for Advanced Dentistry, and also. Our good friends at Breaking Tea, t-shirts at breakingtea.com slash dairy. We are out of room and out of here.